It's Morning Edition on NHPR. I'm Rick Ganley, and it's time for the New Hampshire News Recap. This week, we're doing a roundup of the legislative session that wrapped up last week, looking back at the big issues that lawmakers and Governor Sununu dealt with over the past few months and how that could impact the coming campaign season. With me is Anna Brown, Director of Research and Analysis at Citizens Count, and NHPR's senior political reporter Josh Rogers joining us by Zoom this morning. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning, Rick. Let's start with the continued impact the pandemic has had. It really did continue to take up a lot of energy in the State House this session. Anna, I want to start with you. What were some of the bills that got the most attention and made they were made their way into law? From the outset of the legislative session, legislators were definitely interested in bills that would override the federal mandate for COVID-19 vaccines. So one of those bills, HB 1455, is waiting for Governor Sunu's signature of veto, and that would prohibit state enforcement of federal, any federal law, order, or rule that requires vaccination for COVID-19. And we've also seen other bills that have come through that would allow pharmacists to dispense ivermectin with a standing order, prohibit schools from adopting mask mandates, and also limit the governor's emergency powers. Governor Sununu has vetoed two of those. He vetoed the bill that would have prohibited the local school mask mandates, and he also vetoed HB 275, which was the bill to revise and limit the governor's emergency powers further. Yeah. And Josh, does this represent a big change in how the state might be responding to another pandemic? Hard to know. I mean, the governor and top state health officials still have pretty broad powers to act. Uh, The powers may not be quite as sweeping as before the pandemic, but the bills Anna noted were ones that uh, aren't going to take effect. And, you know, uh, the volume of proposals touching on the pandemic and COVID was really remarkable, though. There were more than 50 bills considered in the last year. And you know, we're talking about this, uh, the most recent session, but I mean, the, it's a two-year session in the legislature. And if you look back from the beginning, I mean, this started with then-Speaker Dick Hinch's death from COVID. Um, you know, the House's top Democrat, Randy Cushing, he had terminal cancer, but his cause of death earlier this spring was also COVID. And COVID has really informed the trajectory of this legislature in terms of the policy. But also in terms of the practice, I mean, we're only back in the in the House chamber quite recently. And, you know, it's hard to know where, where this is going. It's obviously uh, mobilized a lot of activism on the Republican side to limit the role of government. And it's put a great deal of focus on how Governor Sununu has handled the pandemic. Why don't we listen to something he said earlier this week about, about his approach? Limited government, local control, low taxes, putting the individual first. And, and again, understanding that. And that's so I believe in local control. I might not get all the results I want at the local level, but that doesn't mean big government Republicans should come in and force our answer on local control just because we didn't get the result we wanted. Yeah, there's Governor Sunu. You, you could hear a little a little defensiveness there. I mean, he was talking specifically about about the bill that uh Republicans back to outlaw mask mandates in local school districts. Well, it seems like there was also lots of energy surrounding, for lack of a better term, social issues, efforts to amend the state's recently passed abortion ban and so-called parental rights bills. A lot of energy expended there. Where did things end up there, Josh? Well, on the abortion front, the the law that uh, was part of the state budget that banned almost all abortions after 24 weeks uh, did get tweaked. The law no longer mandates ultrasounds uh, for every abortion. And it does add a, a new exemption to the 24-week ban in cases of diagnosis. And you know, there was a great deal of debate over abortion. That's where we ended up. Democrats did want to codify a right to abortion state law. Republicans rejected that. Uh, they also rejected a bill backed 
by a small group of Republicans and Governor Sununu that would have added more exemptions to the ban um, in cases of rape or incest. Um, you know, on the uh, as for the bill uh, surrounding so-called parental bill of rights, uh, that final version of that bill was defeated in the Republican-controlled House, and that was after Governor Sununu promised to veto it, which did cause some pretty hard feelings. But you know, to the larger point. Where there are a lot of social issues debated, absolutely. Uh, part of that is just simply these are the times we live in. Um, this is also due to the state's, in some ways, its flush situation for now in terms of revenue, a lack of financial pressure. Um, you know, allows lawmakers to focus elsewhere. So social issues are naturally going to come up. But, you know, Republicans in Concord and, you know, Republicans in Concord hold, have held a, a pretty slim majority. But, it's a really ideologically a very conservative one. And, you know, we saw the, the implications of that on display serially. Yeah. This is Morning Edition on NHPR. I'm Rick Ganley. We're recapping this week's news with Anna Brown and Josh Rogers. Anna, I want to ask you about that. How different did the focus this session feel from previous legislative sessions? Well, as Josh noted, there is a lot of tax revenue coming into the state, federal funds coming into the state. So I did notice less arguments over taxes funding because it so, seemed almost like we could fund anything we wanted to fund at the state level. But the pandemic had an interesting effect, actually, on the procedure that I saw. The legislature has met less frequently over the past two years because of COVID-19. And so I saw a great increase in the use of a tabling motion, which is basically legislators voting to stop debate on a bill, just set it aside, not take that final vote. And so rough back of the envelope math, I was looking at this yesterday, and it's more than triple the number of tabling votes than I saw prior to COVID-19. So this could maybe indicate a shift in sort of the strategy in that those floor debates and it really becoming more about which bills even come up for a debate going forward. Mm. Republicans largely call called the shots in the state house this year, but it wasn't smooth sailing between Governor Sununu and GOP leaders. Josh, what, what did that look like this year? Well, I, I think we can all note that the governor has an approach to dealing with the legislature that he's become comfortable with, which is not to get all that involved in the mechanics of passing bills. And, you know, then he makes up his mind when the bills arrive at his desk or uh, late in the process. And this can be frustrating for lawmakers. And I think, you know, particularly in the House, where there appears to be less of a working relationship between the governor and his office and, and in the smaller state Senate, you can see that frustration repeatedly. I think the redistricting debate, congressional redistricting is a, is a pretty good example of that. Sununu's direct interaction with lawmakers was minimal at best. Barbara Griffin, who chaired the House's redistricting committee, indicated that she never once spoke to Sununu about congressional redistricting. And, you know, to the extent that Sununu did interact on this issue uh, with lawmakers, it was largely in the press. And um, you could see some members of the House caucus were really angry about this. And, and, and I will say at times it is a little baffling to watch how the governor operates with the legislature it is really an arm's length relationship, but it is how he operates. And obviously uh, he's won the election pretty easily every time he's run. So Republicans may be frustrated, um, but it's also true that the vetoes he's issued are way, way down from when Democrats hold the majority. So there's tension as we head into election season. Why don't we take a listen to what the governor said about that? It's the end of the legislative session. No one wants to see the bill that they sponsored to be vetoed. I get it. We're, we're vetoing very few bills. 
I'm, I, I sign 10 bills for every one I might, might veto. Maybe. It might even be a bigger ratio than that. So there's a very few bills that I'm actually going to veto. I think the legislature um, got a lot of good stuff done this session. We just disagree on you know, a, a handful of items at the end. But it's not some sort of defining issue for November. See, he seems to be walking a line there, Josh. Well, I mean, we'll see whether uh, I think the governor's instincts are probably correct that whether the average voter pays attention to, to the vetoes of a few bills Republicans wanted. Um, not likely, but but how this plays out within the GOP, it's going to be interesting to watch. There are, you know, some Republicans who are, you know, openly sort of hostile to the governor at this point. Um, you know, he he has indicated he plans to campaign up and down the ticket with all Republicans who are not, as he, he labeled them, secessionist people who backed a bill to to uh, instigate New Hampshire's secession from the union. So, uh, you know, he's open-minded about who he campaigns with. And, and you know, he helped get a lot of the Republicans elected who are now serving. So the session is a wrap, more or less, but campaign season got off to an unofficial start this week as candidates begin filing their paperwork with the Secretary of State. Anna, who's filed and, and what are they saying so far? Well, one of the most interesting filings was a Republican challenger to Governor Sununu. Thad Riley is a businessman and podcast host, and he definitely falls more on the Trump conservative end of the Republican Party platform than the more moderate side of it that Governor Sununu identifies as. So we know that Governor Sununu is incredibly unpopular in the polls. Thad Riley definitely faces an uphill battle. But it's symptomatic of that tension between Governor Sununu and aspects of his own party. Another notable filing, which I actually don't think he has filed technically with the Secretary of State, but campaign announcement from Mayor of Keene, George Hansel, who's going to run as the Republican Party congressional candidate in District 2. And he will also face primary challengers. And he also identifies as more of a moderate, like Governor Sununu, sort of keeping Trumpism at arm's length, identifies as pro-choice. And that was interesting to me because we saw Governor Sununu arguing District 2 is winnable for Republicans. He vetoed the redistricting maps, as we talked about, that came from the New Hampshire House, partly because he was saying we shouldn't just give it up to Democrats. So now it's going to be a bit of a test. Is this candidate endorsed by Governor Sununu as more moderate, winnable for the Republican Party, or is a more conservative, maybe Trump-endorsed candidate going to win? The last filing that I just thought was interesting is I did notice Ian Freeman, a key and based libertarian activist facing criminal charges related to his Bitcoin exchange business, did file to run for New Hampshire Senate District 10 as a Republican. So that's the seat currently held by Democrat Jay Kahn. So there's always little interesting New Hampshire races. It's easy to get really focused on the federal level, but interesting things happen at the state level. Like you said, sometimes the interesting stories are down there a little bit. Yeah, indeed. And we'll be uh, keeping track of them, of course. Before I let you go, I'd like to to hear what you are both looking ahead to with your reporting. Anna, let's start with you. What are you looking at in the next few weeks? Now that the legislation session is over, I am calculating all of the attendance, bill sponsorship, voting, partisanship statistics for the legislature and... Quick preview. It's a it's a weird year once again because we saw you know people choosing for health reasons not to attend legislative sessions. So we'll wait to see if this was a more partisan year, less partisan year, and what the average attendance looked like. Okay, Josh, how about you? What are you working on for the next couple of weeks? Well, it's uh, I mean it's, it's now technically campaign season. We've got some busy Republican primaries in the federal races, uh, among other things. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what voters think of the candidates now that they're going to be out there. Um, what are the, the particular races you're, you're, you're looking at, though, right now, Josh? 
Well, the, I mean, the first congressional district, Russ Prescott, who's certainly a, a seasoned politician, New Hampshire executive, former executive counselor, state senator, he's entered that crowded first district Republican primary. He brings something a little different to that field. Uh, the Senate primary remains, you know, wide open with uh, some candidates that are that that uh, people don't really know much about. And um, I'm going to be interested to see how voters what voters make of them. Okay. We'll be uh, listening for your reporting as well. And Anna, thank you as well. We'll be watching for yours as your commentary as well. I want to thank you both. NHPR's senior political reporter, Josh Rogers, and Anna Brown, director of research and analysis at Citizens Count. You can find more of the stories we talked about, by the way, this morning at NHPR.org. Anna, thank you. Happy Friday. And happy Friday to you. Josh, thanks so much. Have a good one, Mark. And if you missed any part of today's segment, or if you want to catch up on previous weeks, you can find the New Hampshire News Recap wherever you happen to get your podcasts. And, of course, we'll be back next Friday with a fresh uh, recap for you as well.